But after the coup, the de facto authorities said they had cancelled tribal ID cards, and anyone labelled ethnic plus Bengali cannot renew their passport. The junta is systematically building a society of fearful people who have lost their freedom. In the last decade, various Myanmar governments have discussed digitizing national IDs and family registrations, supposedly to serve citizens better. The military junta has speeded up the process. But who do they mean by citizens? What are the regime's real motives? And what are the implications of all this personal data being digitized? Hello and welcome to Doathan, a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from Myanmar. It's brought to you by Fondacion Hirondel. We have changed some names and voices to protect the identity of contributors. Gozi used to be a government employee with a secure job in Myanmar. Now he is living in Thailand illegally. In 2021, he joined the civil disobedience movement to show his opposition to the military coup in Myanmar. In 2022, he decided to renew his passport so that he could go to Thailand. But he soon realized that his dream was in vain. Ministry under the hunter share their list of CDM staff with each other. This includes passport office and immigration office at airports. Worst day, all personal data is now digitized. Two people try to leave the country legally before me. They are CDMers from the Ministry of Education who work as office assistants. Although they were not in high-ranking position, the authorities did not let them go. For CDMers, there is no way to go out of the country legally. Since all personnel information is digitized, there is no way we can sneak out. So even if we are lucky enough to pass the passport office and get the passport, there is no way to pass through airport immigration. In May 2021, the hunter started the so-called Rosefrog project to digitize nationwide IDs and family registrations. By June 2022, they announced that they had already digitized 52 million individuals' ID cards. But even before that, it was announced that people getting or renewing passport would need to make an online appointment and get a QR code before going to the passport office. Myanmar human rights activist Nikki Diamond told Doatan that the hunter has set up this system to their own advantage. The hunter has created blacklists and watchlists and is monitoring its citizens to identify those who are the human rights and political activists. The military watched and monitored us in the past, but when the technology became available, they started to monitor people with digital technology and as a result, people are losing their freedom. Manui is losing her freedom to travel. She was labeled as Myanmar Indian Muslim on her national ID card. When she needed a new passport, she found she could not renew it. Oh, 
I wanted to go to Oman. As part of the requirements, my passport had to be valid for another three years. I needed to renew my passport as I have only two years left. They said I need to get an online booking, so I asked a broker to get a QR booking for me. They asked me my religion, and I answered Islam. Then they said no, it will take longer, and they refused to get a QR booking for me. The QR booking system is proven to be very difficult and time-consuming for everyone. Many people pay brokers to speed things up, but it can still take weeks just to get an appointment, and up to four months to get the passport. In the past, it usually took about 14 business days to get a passport. Dot then tried repeatedly to speak to the relevant department about the new passport system, but got no response. But it's notable that on 5 December, it was announced that the QR system was temporarily closed and is being upgraded. For some ethnic groups and non-Buddhists, getting a passport can be virtually impossible. The digitization of IDs appear to be increasing restrictions and entrenching discrimination. For 82-year-old Umar, this has dire consequences. He was hoping to travel abroad for urgent medical care, but on his ID card, he is registered as ethnically Mon and so-called Bengali and Muslim. Mamalun trying to help him renew his passport but failed. It got worse after the military seized power. It got worse. Before the coup, there was no QR online booking. He has been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and needs to renew his passport. The authority issued his passport with his old-style trifold national ID card during the civilian administration. But after the coup, the de facto authority said they had cancelled trifold ID cards and anyone labelled ethnic plus Bengali cannot renew their passport. Authorities started phasing out the trifold ID cards in 1991 and giving pink cards as a replacement. But most Muslim and some other groups were not included. The 2014 census found 27% of people did not have official documents. Mamalwin also tried to help a Rohingya student in Rakhine get a scholarship abroad, but found the same discrimination obstacles. A Rohingya University student in Sidwe, he holds a card issued by the authority, which allowed him to study at university as he was denied citizenship due to his ethnicity. He wants to apply for the scholarship like others, but he needs a pink card to apply for a passport, and there is a problem. The card he currently holds is nothing but only for schooling in Sidwe. Article 6 of the UN Human Rights Convention states that everyone has the right to recognition everywhere as a person before the law. Uamiumi, Union Minister of the NUG government, says that citizenship shall not discriminate. National ID cards and passports are not meant to be an object of discrimination. Therefore, in many countries, ethnicity or religion is not mentioned in the national ID cards. Myanmar national ID cards are tied to ethnicity, religion, and place of birth. 
which causes discrimination against minorities. This is also just the start of the digitization process. Employees from the Ministry of Immigration are reportedly being trained to collect three types of biometric data. Biological information that cannot be imitated, such as fingerprints, eye scan, and facial recognition. The Hunter Press release says this data is already being collected from government employees in Nipiro. Nikki Diamond again. If the data we use well, of course, it would be a sound system. However, they have been exploiting people's data. The Hunter is systematically building a society of fearful people who have lost their freedom. It's worse for ethnic minorities and people of non-Buddhist religions who they discriminate against in an institutionalized way. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Doathan. You can listen to our podcast via the Doathan Facebook page. It can also be found on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. You can also listen every Saturday night from 9 to 10 p.m. and Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on Voice of America Radio. The project to support human rights reporting is delivered by Fondacion Hirondel and it's made with the support of our donors. <laughs>